Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com superstuff and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com superstuff and get started today. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters even though we're not so super right now we are not that super this is the show that when it hits 88 miles per hour you're gonna see some serious shit some serious shit and today we're not alone we got a guest he's back baby it's the Ginger Skull himself! Oh, it feels good to be finally back, you reptilious rascals. It is I, the Ginger Skull. <laughs> I regret this already. Yeah, yep. I just Instantly. Could. Good. Instantly. I good. can already see where this one's going. Yeah, and guys, I am excited to finally talk about some real fucking cinema on this podcast. Finally, we're done with you those. You Spider-Man 2! That's yeah, real that, cinema. No, 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 not according to <laughs> He's the small Italian manning us. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Uncle Marty <laughs> says it's not, so let's go with him. All right. So we're trading Marty for Marty then. Mm, absolutely. Maybe if, we, if we put a De Niro or a DiCaprio in it, maybe. Let's not. Let's put a Christopher Lloyd in it instead. I Today, like we Ooh. are talking 1985's Back to the Future. Spaceman from Pluto. This is my first pick. This is exciting. This is a great uh, pick. A great pick. Fun as hell. I can't wait for this one. You guys have seen this thing. How many times is a real question? Uh, <sighs> so many. When I was a kid and I would be staying homesick from school, all my mom would do would put this movie, Back to the Future 2, and Back to the Future 3 on, on VHS. And I'd What's watch- your favorite one? Oh, Back to the Future 3, obviously. No, no, no. It's one, of course. And by the way, for I've your never seen younger- oh, oh, really? ZZ Top. It's very good. Oh, for your younger visitors, by the way, a VHS is like an old DVD that you would have to use a hand crank to start. Right. You can't put a magnet up to it or else you're going to lose <laughs> no. Oregon Trail. No. <laughs> you would have to actually physically rewind them with a pen sometimes. And by the way, for your other younger viewers, a DVD is like a CD-ROM. That which was, got older. Yeah. <laughs> you somehow went backwards. Which was also <laughs> Which was like a floppy disk that you would have to, eh, whatever, look it up. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. I feel like you just Benjamin buttoned that whole description. <laughs> oh, yeah. want to give you a reason for why I picked this one. I'd love to hear one. Yeah. It was like months ago. Someone asked me favorite movie, and I sent out a list to a few of you guys of yep. my favorites. This one came in at number four. All time for me. All wow. time. Behind, behind uh, Ikaru, it's number three. Clockwork Orange is number two. Wizard of Oz, number one. Wizard of Oz, yeah. 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 This is better than the so, Wizard of Oz. Well, let's let's all pump the brakes there for a second. <laughs> well, let me ask you this question. Does uh-huh. Back to the Future have a midget killing himself? No? Uh, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Yeah, good call. The movie's got everything. It's got Eric Stoltz being driven out. Maybe that's about <laughs> it. But no, 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 little person. In the no, deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. No, they replaced Eric Stoltz with a little person. 
They sure did. <laughs> they sure did. They sure did. Five foot four and a half. Compared to Christopher Lloyd's, what, six foot one or something like that? Something like that. That's why he had to hunch over for the whole movie. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Well, Bri, what's this thing about? October 24th, 1985. Marty McFly, played by Michael J. Fox, is a high schooler who's friends with an eccentric scientist. This is considered normal and not at all weird. Isn't it 26th? <laughs> It's not the 26th. No, am I just... The majority of yeah. the action happens on the 25th, but this is the morning before. Ah, all mm. right. Dr. Emmett Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd, isn't home this morning when Marty arrives. He calls his own house, somehow knowing Marty would be there, and tells him to meet him at the Twin Pines Mall at 1.15 in the morning. Quick question. Yeah. I've seen this movie a billion times. Billion and a half. What is the relationship between Marty and Doc Brown? They're just two dudes oh. who hang out. There's nothing weird about it. I mean, didn't you guys not hang out with, like, an older 75-year-old man when you were in high school? Because I did. Yeah. Did you not have a scientist buddy? How I did, did you... not have a scientist buddy. In How my town, you... I feel like if if there was a, a young lad hanging out with an older guy, this actually was a guy in our town. They called him Chester the Molester. He used oh. to ride around on a bicycle and hang around Little League games. So that's okay. a... How do you I imagine it would be like that. He was probably just doing adventures with some young guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was the case at all. While he's on the phone with Marty, all of the clocks at Doc's house start chiming. It's 8 o'clock. And Doc says, oh yeah, they're 25 minutes behind because of some experiment I did. And now Marty's late, despite getting there only 7 minutes ago, presumably already late for school. I don't understand how that happens. I don't know. He shows up 7 minutes before the alarms go off, and they're like, oh, 25 minutes off. And he's wearing a calculator watch. You should know this. You should should be able to calculate the time. He's a slacker, guys. He's a slacker. (laughs) It's cold out early in the movie. We know it. He's a slacker. That's true. Yeah. He's your quintessential 80s slacker. He likes rock and roll and skateboarding. Yeah, who doesn't, though? When he gets to school, Marty and his lady friend Jennifer get in trouble for being late. And that's a whole thing. Four tardies in a row. How do you even do that? And it doesn't seem like he's being punished at all. It's just like, nope. I'm a very disappointed in you, you slacker. Mr. McFly. Your, your McFly's never amounted to anything. Yeah. And then after school, he's like, I'm going to go to a band audition for, so I can play at the school dance. And he plays The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News. But they're be- they're deemed... Too darn loud by Huey Lewis himself. <laughs> no news. No news. No news. It's just Newsless. Huey Lewis cameoing as a as a yeah. teacher going, Nope. <laughs> no, I don't I don't much care for that song. After school at the town square, Marty tells Jennifer he's worried he'll never get to play for a real audience. The two are interrupted by a woman raising money to save the clock tower, which has been destroyed by a lightning strike thirty years prior. Yeah, got clock blocked. Yeah, can I can I oh, pause right here for a second? This bothered me. I never noticed this before, but it's not a clock tower. Like, it, it, it's not a tower. It, it's just the clock on a building. It's a clock building. It's just a, just like a church. with a. It's a city hall. City, oh, okay. Or yeah. whatever it is. Abandoned city hall. Yeah, but it's not, it, it's just, it's not a tower. It's just well, it's a... false advertising for a tower. I kind of just call anything that's high with a clock in it, clock tower. Really? Yeah. Over like yeah. a certain amount of stories, like, that's a you, clock tower. You've I'd been leading your tower. life the wrong way. You've been living the wrong life if you're doing that. I'm very aware of that. Yeah. That's how, that's we... how we're here. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Connecticut. That's why everything is wrong with Connecticut. You guys think buildings are towers, and you think towers are shacks. You think caves <laughs> are shopping malls. Kids are getting lost on weekends. That's, that's a terrible Dogs state. and cats playing together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening right now. No, I'm just shooting at Connecticut. Go on. That's one giant Twinkie. <laughs> So the clock lady gives Marty a flyer. Back at home, Marty learns that the family car has been totaled by Biff, his father's supervisor. Yeah, you butthead. Played by Thomas F. Wilson. He's very good. He's oh, excellent. He's the perfect butthead. role. 
Marty's you gotta dead. think, McFly. Think. So good. He's so gullible. Don't be so gullible, McFly. <laughs> Marty's dad, George, played by Crispin Glover in this movie, won't stand up for himself and is taken advantage of by Biff at every turn. What do you guys think of Crispin Glover? He's a oh, weird dude. Freaks me out. He's just a weird dude. Yeah, he makes choices for sure. Oh, he leans in. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I know he's supposed to be playing a nerd, but, uh, yeah. He's damn near perfect. He's damn near perfect. I mean, there's a fine line between nerd and, um, I don't know, sexual deviant, and he's really straddling that line throughout this movie, I feel like. That seems to be a theme in this entire movie, though, is nerddom and sexual deviantism. Oh, I will get that to the end of that. Deviancy? There's a lot to unpack in this movie that I did not realize, and I don't know why. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to blame the internet. I'm going to blame the internet. And a lot of documentaries online. Very specific fair. porn searches. I, I do not be it. search them. And they're just on the front page, and they're documentaries, Dave. They're not <laughs> porn. <It's... laughs> Someone was documenting the sex. Yes, documentaries exactly. hosted at Pornhub.com. Or RedTube or X-Videos. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. None of them are sponsors. None of them are sponsors. Want to put that out there? We support your choices, though. At dinner, we're introduced to Marty's brother, who works Burger King. His sister is very unlucky in love, and his mother, Lorraine, played by Leah Thompson, who you will remember from Howard the Duck. Don't sing the song! And she's an alcoholic. She's just straight pop-bobbing, isn't she? Yeah. (laughs) That's a bold move. (laughs) Speaking of choices. That's a way of saying, I'm going to get drunk, but also, I'm poor. Yeah. Uh, She tells the story of her meeting George and falling in love with him when her dad hit him with his car. She nursed him back to health. Sealing the deal with her first kiss at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Chris McGlover's definitely making acting choices here, too. Yes. Oh, big time. And the most Dave. depressing love story of all time. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard my story. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> She's telling his real sweet story, kind of, and he's just watching TV, laughing weirdly. Ah, 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 you're right. Ah, Damn, you're ah, perfect, ah, Dave. Ah, Damn, you're perfect. He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> That night, Marty heads to the Twin Pine Mall to film Doc's experiment, and there Doc reveals his newest invention, a time machine made from a DeLorean. When it reaches 88 miles per hour, it sends its occupant anywhere in time. They test it on Doc's dog, Einstein, who they send one minute into the future. That's some serious shit. Exciting stuff. It is exciting stuff. Their watches don't match anymore. Nope. They, they did, and then they don't, so it works. Ah, what an adventure. Doc shows Marty how it works by entering significant dates into the keypad, like November 5th, 1955. The day he came up with the flux capacitor. I like how he, when he says it, he's like, and why do I know that? You know, That's a that weird date? date for me to call out, especially after I just did the birth of Christ and the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, but but 1955. That's fine. Birth of Christ, zero, 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 <laughs> zero. <laughs> no, it's actually December 25th, zero, 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 zero. Yeah. So what, what do they call time in those almost 12 full months leading up to that date? Well, there's because there's... that can't be one BC technically. I don't know, right? I think it's technically one BC. Yeah, I mean, or zero, zero point nine BC, or something <laughs> like. that. <laughs> the calendars are super fucked up back then because they were all counting backwards to something, and nobody knew what. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a countdown, the ultimate New Year's countdown. Dick Clark is probably alive then too, I'd imagine. But so BC yeah. stands for. Before Christ, right? Right. And then yes. A.D. Anno Domini. Dominus. It's been a long time since Life of Brian. Also, it's number Latin. nine on my list. Oh, okay. Of my favorite Life of movies. Brian. That's a good one. So I it's not it after, after death. Dave. No, after Dave, I thought. Dave Christ. Dave Christ. Dave Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> what a uh, weak laugh for Brian. <laughs> uh, he is still smirking. You broke him a little bit. <laughs> wow. The flux capacitor makes it all possible, but it requires 1.2 gigawatts of electric power. 1.21 gigawatts. You what? Were, you wouldn't be going anywhere with 1.2 gigawatts. I rounded down. Don't. 1.21 gigawatts. It's extremely important, Brian. 1.21 gigawatts of electrical power, which can only be generated by a nuclear reaction using the plutonium he stole from the Libyan terrorists when he promised to build them a bomb. Speaking of which, the Libyan uh, terrorists show up and shoot Doc. But I like how it's not terribly convenient because he goes, I don't know how they found me, but they found me. It's that's, like, I buy it. Yeah. That's pretty legit. You don't know. <laughs> I, they're here. I don't know why sure. or how, but they, they found me. I mean, of course, they're pissed. He was supposed to build them a bomb. Like, yeah, so was uh, Tony Stark, though. You want to have this argument again, Bri? Do you understand the importance of it now? Tensile strength. Nope. Yeah, but those nope. Those weren't those weren't Libyans, Dave. That's a, a and they terrible comparison. They yeah. it's the same premise. It, it, it's no, it's apple. They're both supposed to build bombs and they chose not to. Tony Stark's non bomb had legs. Uh huh. What's I mean, your point? It's hard to prove that. It's not. He wore them. <laughs> it's no, it's like a bomb. Bobomb's had legs. That's true. They do, don't even do oh, not bring bombs right. into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Bobomb's. Uh, fucking Disney owns everything everyway. They're going to get bombs eventually. Just let them have it. I'm sure Mario, the Mario movie's got to be on Disney Plus, right? I don't know. I hope so. I it hope so. Probably too. isn't. I don't think so. Listen, I could see Walt unthong himself just to roll over if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, Disney has plenty of other bad shit that they put out. I bet Mario wouldn't even be the worst one. But listen, I love this movie. But after rewatching this like first half or first quarter of the movie, Doc Brown is a fucking sociopath. Yes. He Okay. okay. Yes. So let, let, let's let's recap what happens. One he's testing out the time machine right now, right? So he doesn't know if it's going to work because even he says if my calculations are correct, you're going to see some serious shit. So this is like a first time test. Sure. He put he puts his dog in the car and he puts the clock around the dog to see if the time changes, but he didn't really need to put his dog in the car. He could just put the other <laughs> put a clock in the car. He could have just put right? a clock in the car. Okay, so he does, that. he does that. Then he grabs Marty, and he stands directly in front of this car, hoping that it's going to be able to go 88 miles per hour and then blink into the future. He doesn't know if it's going to work. So if it doesn't work, him and Marty are fucking dead. Yeah, and so is the dog. So, I mean, it and all so kinda... is the dog. Yeah. So it, this is like a suicide pact that Doc Brown put together. <laughs> That he signed Marty up going, for. If he's going out, he's taking his dog with him. He's taking Marty with him. And fuck the Libyans, too, because they're going to get a bad bomb. He's taking them out with him, too. Come on, Marty. Put on your tennis shoes. Lay down on this bed. Drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> so the Libyans shoot and kill Doc, but Marty escapes in the DeLorean, accidentally accelerating to 88 miles per hour and going back in time. Let's see if those bastards can do 90. DeLoreans can't do 90, by the way. Just throw that out there. They're apparently terrible cars. They are And that's awful. why they kind of picked it, because it looked cool, and no one really bought that That whole story of, yeah, DeLorean's not going to do that. They had a bunch of issues with it, too. I don't doubt it. Because they're shit cars. Yeah, they're garbage. They're kit cars. But they look like UFOs to the 50s people. November 5th, 1955. Marty- what a day! What a day to be alive! Marty arrives at the Twin Pines Ranch, where the Peabody family mistakes him for and the DeLorean for an alien and its ship, and they attack him. He escapes in the DeLorean, but he takes out one of Mr. Peabody's prized pine trees. <laughs> He's only got two. He was trying to breed pine trees. Somehow. Somehow, I think, that's not the weirdest sex in this movie. I think all you have to do no. to breed pine trees is put it in a car with 
Leah Thompson. <laughs> oh. I think you had to stick one branch in another branch. Leah I might be thinking of Avatar, though. I don't yeah, know. I think you are. But Leah Thompson has a weird history because she would try to fuck that tree for sure. And we know that because she definitely fucked a duck. Howard. Yeah, but you can't That's blame awful. her. Howard is a handsome duck. It's true. He's not handsome. Any he's, new quack He food. is so charismatic, though. That's true. Hey, I think he's very adorable. Adorable Listen, is I'll, different I'll, than sexy. Uh, is it, though? Like the new Baby Yoda? I would fuck the Baby Yoda. <laughs> He's 50 years old, first of all, so it is legal. Right, right. I wasn't ready for that, though. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody should have been. Force uh, come. Here it comes. Oh. <laughs> wow. Choking power is yeah. really helpful It'll with that. Jerk you off from across the room. We can swear on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Our Christian contingency is going to be real upset. Oh, yeah. Autoerotic oh, asphyxiation is a lot easier with the force. <laughs> no belt. <laughs> so the DeLorean breaks down because it's a DeLorean, and he hides it behind a billboard advertising his future neighborhood, which is only just beginning development. With nowhere else to go, Marty wanders into Hill Valley. He stops at Lou's Cafe and comes face-to-face with his father, George, who even 30 years in the past is getting bullied by Biff. Tough life. Yeah. It's and cool. he can't even get a Pepsi free. He's got to pay for gotta it. Got to pay for it. I like how there's a public telephone in this place, and he goes, I want to use the phone. Lou goes, hey, it's in the back. And he calls, I get to the page for Doc Brown. When he comes out, he's like, what are you going to order, kid? It's like, yeah, is this your ruse to get people in here? Is this a big sign for a public telephone? Maybe. You know what, though? I would be a little bit pissed, too, if somebody ripped out a fucking page from the phone book. You're going to have to wait another year to get what I'm more like concerned. <laughs> what I'm more concerned with is how did he call? Because he doesn't have money. Presumably, do you think he has just change floating around? Do you think that I think he had change work? in his pocket? He put because he did put a quarter down when uh, when he got the, the okay. coffee. Then that, maybe that coffee? makes uh, didn't have sugar. Whatever it was, whatever it was, but didn't have sugar. At the same time, you don't have ten, ten, two, twenty or something like that that you could just dial. Right, you can't just Bobby had a baby eats a boy. Him right, Carrot Top is not even unemployed at this point. Like he is now, he's just a twinkle in in I don't know his Mrs. Top's eye? Mrs. Top, <laughs> Mrs. Squash Top or whatever <laughs> other vegetable no. name. <laughs> Carrot Senior. I'm sorry. You think his mother's name was Squash? <laughs> I'd have to imagine. It has to be something oh. vegetable based. Right. She got pounded by Mr. Pickle. Oh, God damn it. Pickle plus squash equals carrot? Yep. Okay. That's science. That's what we're going with. Marty follows George when he leaves Lou's cafe, and he ends up going up into a tree to peep on Lorraine through her window. Right. And this explains the look that Christian. Because, Chris, yeah. That uh, Crispin, not Christian, Crispin Glover gave earlier at the table when. Uh, they were telling the story of how they met, and he went, what, what, what? Oh, I wasn't <laughs> spying on you from a tree with binoculars. Right. In the middle of the day, yep. too. I'm not saying I'm an expert on these things, but if you're going to spy on somebody, not during the middle of the day. I think, and what is? No, I think this is character development because George McFly's got balls of steel, clearly, at the end of this movie. I think he just needed to really just make that steel hardened. Uh, uh, I think well, that's what he was doing in the tree. Yeah. I mean, he was hardening, hardening his, his steel, steel balls. balls. Physically, his legs were wrapped around that branch. So if he was getting a little bit aroused by this, I don't. There's not like a lot of room for him to grow. Right. Leah Thompson's gonna go fuck the pine tree, and he's fucking this tree. This is perfect. This all checks out. This, this is an arborous time. wet dream. <laughs> I, there's, it, that's science. I can't argue with that. This is Arbor Day here. This is great. Oof. George falls from the tree, like he's supposed to do, due to history and everything. But Marty saves him from being hit by a car, only to get hit himself. George runs off, but Marty's brought inside, and he wakes up later to Lorraine nursing him back to health. For some reason, she took his pants off because every person in this movie is totally horned up. For what it's worth, I watch a lot of football, a lot of sports. Yeah. 
Remember uh, what happened a few weeks ago, the injury, whatever it was? Trainer yeah. runs on the field. Trainer just pulls the guy's pants off and goes, hey, you all right? Hey, you all right? I've never seen purple underwear before. I don't know what to tell you. He didn't want to flip him over to read the back of his jersey. He just read the name off of the underwear. Under, off the underwear. Calvin. Calvin. Got it. Calvin. Do your friends call you Cal? No, they call me Marty. All right. You're kind of a dumb dumb, aren't you? <laughs> All right. Good. <laughs> Marty. Well, okay. I can see that as a nickname for Calvin. She is immediately jonesing for 1985 Michael J. Fox. For what it's worth, I think we're all immediately jonesing for her. Oh, oh. I thought you were going to say for her 1985 Michael J. Fox. Also, yes. I'm, st- I'm jonesing for 2020 Michael J. Fox. That is a handsome, charming dude. Do you have a picture of him? Do you not have a picture of him? Does it have a motion blur? <laughs> All right. That's All right. terrible. <laughs> That's too far, Dave. That's too far. Honestly, you just shake that joke out of your repertoire. <laughs> I'll file it. <laughs> uh, he embraces his disability. Screw you. No, he's a legend. He no, he's, he's an the, absolute he's darling to everything. The guy is is phenomenal for everything he does for Parkinson's. Yeah. And he was really right. cute in 85. And he was yeah. really cute in 85. He now eats, that we're done blowing him. He eats dinner with his mother's family and then runs off when she keeps hitting on him, as you do. Do you think he that ever met his weird. Do you ever think he met his grandparents in 1985? I'm sure. Okay. So he's very weirded out by his mom mm-hmm. being the same age as him at this point. Yeah. I feel like I'd get weirded out by grandparents. Right? Like, like young like grandparents. And especially when you see uncles and stuff like that, because they mention Uncle Joey at the beginning, like, oh, kids, eat up, eat this cake. Uncle Joey didn't make parole, and when he sees Uncle Joey, he's like, get used to those bars, kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uncle Joey. What do we think Uncle, jo- Uncle Joey, what is he in jail for, by the way? Do we ever find out? Incest. Moida. Runs in the family. Oh, oh yes, it okay. does. It's like the hills have eyes, but, you know, <laughs> more family friendly, I guess. <laughs> friendly, with quotes. The DeLoreans have eyes. <laughs> Marty finds Doc, who thinks he's being pranked, until Marty mentions the flux capacitor. And Doc is ecstatic that one of his inventions works and vows to help Marty get back home. There's a couple problems. That Ronald Reagan is president and he's an actor. It's right. a, actor. a big one. It's right. a big that's, one. That's the biggest problem. Right. I was more thinking that, one, plutonium is impossible to come by in 1955. Uh, it's in every corner store, though, in 1985. In order to generate 1.21 gigawatts. No. 1.21 gigawatts! They would need a <laughs> lightning bolt. A lightning bolt! Like- a bolt of lightning! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all I was doing the other day. A bolt of lightning! <laughs> what was that, Doc? A I didn't know Larry lightning. David was in this movie. Larry David's in this movie. He's the <laughs> I star. can't do impressions. <laughs> yeah, he's the off-screen. The, well, he whenever, the... whenever you film a movie, whenever you do an over, over-the-shoulder shot, you get like a stand-in sometimes to do, so you don't have to waste the time. Sure. You got Larry David to do Doc Brown. Makes sense. Luckily, Marty still has that flyer in his pocket, and they can use that to figure out when the lightning strike hit the clock tower... That's only a week away. So they got that solved already. That was problem one. Yeah. Problem two, Marty's already fucked up the space-time continuum. Yes. Yes. I love how Doc is like, all right, the only thing you have to do is not try to fuck your mother. And Marty's like, ah, <laughs> Did you boy. see her, though? He's like, like Doc, I got bad news. Uh. <laughs> he had accidentally Marty. taken his father's place and got hit by the car, so now his mom's jonesing for him instead of his dad. And he's got this photo of himself and his siblings, and they're all starting to vanish. So he needs to get his parents back together, or he'll cease to exist. I guess that being a problem. Yeah, and he's only got a week to do it. That's a lot of time. A lot of time. That is a lot of time. A week. For a girl who fell for him in an hour? 
Nothing? In no time at all? Yeah, but you have to remember. No, well, he was 1985 out for nine Michael J. Fox. Exactly. Oh, Plus, he was out for yeah. nine hours. So all she did was watch him sleep for nine hours. And his purple and Calvin Klein. purple. Yep, that's it. So. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't know who's creepier, George or oh, Lorraine. It's, it's a lot of creepiness going around, and I am into it. Let's go. <laughs> Marty attempts to convince George to ask Lorraine to dance, but George is too nervous, and Biff isn't making anything easy on account of, you know, being Biff. Yeah, kind of a rapist. Yeah, we're not even there yet, but yeah. He is. He's totally no, is. Even, yeah, Also, even in the lunch scene. he's phenomenal in this movie. He's very good. So good. Because so, everyone so good. is phenomenal in this movie, including Billy Zane. <laughs> Who has no lines. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Correct. Billy, <laughs> Billy Zane is in this movie? Yeah, he's one of Biff's uh, cronies. I did not know that. That explains that scene where he freezes to death in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't die in Titanic. He, uh, in my mind, he did. Finally, in order to convince George to ask Lorraine out, he dresses up in his radiation suit, wakes George up in the middle of the night, claiming to be Darth Vader from Planet Vulcan, and threatens George into asking her out. It's a miracle that George McFly didn't create Star Wars. It, it is a miracle. <laughs> or Star Trek. Either one. Doesn't matter. So the only reason he's going to ask this young girl out is because he feels like he was threatened by an alien. Exactly. That's not the start to a healthy relationship. I, I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. <laughs> <laughs> an alien made me do it is not how you want to start your, your love story. My favorite no, Martian. Isn't that with uh, Christopher Lloyd? Oh, I saw that movie in the theaters, by the way. And I walked out from the theater. Did you really? I, I've never walked out from a movie except for that one. My favorite wow. Martian was not my favorite Martian, but go I don't on. know if I've ever walked out of a movie. That was my one. That Close, was my one. Closest I ever got was Last Airbender, but I saw it for free. I saw The Village for free, and that's why I stayed for the whole thing. Yeah, fair. So those are both yeah. my Shyamalan's. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, um, I did walk out of another movie. What was it called? My uh, favorite Martian Shazam. is what? Shazam. <laughs> I will destroy you. Yeah. I will make you a dead person uh-huh. so quickly. Uh-huh. Isn't My Favorite Martian what uh, Paul Rudd plays every time he's on Conan? <laughs> no, 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 no. He plays uh, Mac and May. Oh, Mac That's and right. May. That's right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> what a good bit. That's a uh, which bit. is a good movie. If you guys ever, uh, you know, you know, I would, I would consider that a superhero movie. Nope. A little bit. Nope. Not at all. Brian, carry on. <laughs> Go on. At Lou's cafe the next day, George attempts to woo Lorraine, but Biff harasses him. Marty runs interference, but winds up having to flee while Biff and his friends chase after him. Marty basically invents the skateboard by breaking some kid's scooter. Yep. And outmaneuvers Biff's gang, sending them right into a manure truck. Yeah, it doesn't go over any water because skateboards them. don't work on water, it's just like manure. hoverboards. Right, which is not a thing that exists yet. Nope. All checks out, though. In 2015 or 2020. Oh, that should. <laughs> Cubs, the Cubbies, though. They did win a World Series. They did. Yeah. That's not this movie. Back to the Future 2 predicted the president, but not hoverboards. That's just not a fair trade-off. And the World Series. They're like the Simpsons of movies. Yeah. All of this makes Lorraine even more horned up for Marty. <laughs> so she stalks him and forces him to ask her out to the dance. It works. But Marty comes up with a plan with George to help him woo her at the dance, despite her being there with Marty. He plans to take advantage of Lorraine in the car and George will show up to rescue her. The problem is when they get to the dance, Lorraine is all like, yeah, sure. Take advantage of me, Marty. How does so, this plan even work though? Because it's Marty's just sitting there talking to George. Like, listen, George, I'm going to fake fuck my mom. And then you're going to dive in and punch your son. Yeah. And then you're going to fuck my mom. 
bam, everything's hunky dory. This is this is what dawned on me watching this movie again. And again, I love this movie, but it's not an incest heavy movie. It's an incest reliant movie. His whole plan, <laughs> his whole yeah. plan is to sexually assault his mother. Yep. And pray that she doesn't like it. Ugh. Like ugh. Like that's, ugh. That's a lot. For what it's worth, they only kiss, and she's like, it's like kissing my brother. But can you imagine if you got the tip in? Like, how far is he willing to go with this thing? Well, he said, sitting in the car, he's like, you know how sometimes you plan on doing something, and then you make, get to the moment, and you're like, I don't know if I can do this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that that line was, fucking your mother. Yeah. That's the part that made him think. Taking advantage of his mother. Who knows how far I would have gone. Anyway, Biff shows up, <laughs> and he's real mad at Marty. You yep, know, for It's like, not George, it's Biff. The manure thing. And he plans to rough him up. But instead, he's like, oh, I'm just going to get super rapey with Lorraine here in the car. And I'll have my friends take care of Marty. He'll Billy Zane and, and friends. Billy Zane and company. They'll lock him in the trunk of the band's car. Marty gets freed by the band and rushes back to where Biff and Lorraine are, but he's too late. George is approaching the car, expecting to fight off Marty. He almost went with Morty. I almost said Morty. <laughs> ah, Morty, you gotta look out. Morty! <laughs> but he's surprised to find out it's Biff. He stands up for Lorraine anyhow, punching Biff in the face, knocking him out, and leaving everyone completely shocked. And her extremely wet. She's like, oh, this George guy. She's got a thing for violence. Yes. So George and Lorraine go into the dance together, but Marty is still fading from the photograph. It turns out the lead singer of the band, Marvin Barry, cut his hand while helping Marty out of the trunk. He can't play anymore. If only there were somebody else here who could play guitar. I know a guy. Oh, Marty knows how to play guitar, and he's afraid that he's never going to get to play in front of a real audience. But now he gets his chance, and he goes in. And he kind of fucks it up. He kind of fucks it up, but it's also because he's kind of disappearing. Well, I'm not even saying that part because, yeah, he's kind of disappearing. And then George knocks out another dude who steps in to dance with Lorraine. Right. And Lorraine's just like, God, it's like Niagara Falls down here. <laughs> God damn. So then Marty goes like, oh, boys, we're going to play a song. It's going to be a little more upbeat. Here we go. And he plays Johnny Be Good in one of the most iconic scenes ever. Yeah, it's a very iconic scene. And before it happens, Lorraine and George actually kiss and Marty comes back comes from the back picture. Comes back to life. You know, but the then point, he the fucks point up playing that. guitar, though. I mean, he doesn't fuck up. He, he just... does, because he goes off the rails. Okay, he's sticking within the key that's supposed to be there. Was it B? Doesn't matter. But he's playing it. It sounds great. Everyone's yep. loving it. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of high school sex going on after this thing. <laughs> of course. A lot. Okay. Everyone's going to park. But then <laughs> he just goes off the rails. Yeah, he does. There's a reason why he sucks at being in a band, because he doesn't know how to control it. Wow. He just... Hot take! Marty McFly needs to get under control. He'll be a superstar. I thought I was going to have to talk Dave out of this movie, but it sounds like he's talking himself out of it. He's not. Oof. You're never going to. Never, ever. No. I was going to say, the biggest implication of this is that a, a five-foot, four-and-a-half-foot-tall white guy invented black rock and roll. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I have written right, down. All right. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly, apparently, what happened. Yep. Marvin calls up his cousin Chuck. You, you might have heard him. Chuck Berry. And he gives all the credit for Chuck's new sound to a five foot four white guy. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like the, the date that this is supposed to be occurring, I believe, is November twelfth, nineteen fifty five. At that exact night, Chuck Berry was at the Billboard Awards receiving the new R and B Artist Award. Oh, there you go. So, so apparently, oh. when Marvin calls him, he's interrupting the Billboard Awards. That makes me feel a little bit better. But eventually. Marty bids George and Lorraine farewell and heads to the clock tower to meet up with Doc. Clock building. The clock tower. <laughs> the clock building. Clock tower. Doc has building. suspended a cable from the clock tower and run it across the street. The DeLorean has been fitted with a hook, 
that will lead the electricity from the lightning bolt directly to the flux capacitor. A bolt of lightning! Hook, Sorry. line, sinker. sinker. <laughs> no Jeremy Irons in this. Sadly. As long as Marty is going 88 miles per hour when the lightning hits and is exactly in position, he'll be sent back to 1985. Marty tries to sneak a letter to Doc to warn about his death at the mall in 1985 at the hands of the Libyans. But Doc refuses to know anything about the future. He tears up the note and sends Marty on his way. We get some raised tension here with the DeLorean not starting immediately and the cables coming undone and all of that fun stuff. But in the end, Marty resets his return time to 10 minutes earlier to give him time to warn Doc about those damn Libyans. And Marty accelerates to 88 miles per hour. Doc connects the cables just in time for the lightning to strike and send Marty back to the future. It's all thrilling. Wink. Yeah. Dang. Then, typical DeLorean fashion, the car is dead now. Yeah. Yeah, we get back to October 25th, 1985, and the DeLorean stalls immediately. And as that happens, the Libyans drive past Marty, and he goes, ah, shit, and he has to run all the way to Lone Pine Mall. That's right. Instead of going, the Libyans! He goes, the the Libyans, Doc. It's the Libyans, Doc. Yeah. By the time he arrives, it's too late. Doc has been shot, and past Marty is in the DeLorean on his way back to 1955. Marty rushes to Doc's side, mourning the loss of his friend and mentor, the old guy. (laughs) When Doc suddenly sits up, he was wearing a bulletproof vest, and Marty's like, wait, how'd you know? He pulls up the letter that Marty wrote him in 1955. But Doc, you said the stuff with the future. Ah, not. fuck it, Marty! That's exactly what he says. Ah, fuck it, Marty. Yeah, what if they shot him in the face? <laughs> well, that's just a risk we're going to have to take, Harry. <laughs> I feel like if they shot him in the face, Marty would have written in a letter. They're going to shoot you in the face, Doc. But maybe By not. By the way, I, I love that Doc looks at this letter. He's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to work with Libyan terrorists and, and, and still I'm still gonna work with Libyan terrorists I better get he's like, this vest. is the fast track to me getting plutonium but also I think I'm good I'm gonna do everything <laughs> the same way but I'm gonna wear a bulletproof <laughs> vest yeah nailed it we'll talk about that in a little bit Doc brings Marty home and departs for 2015 things are not the way Marty left them though his siblings are more successful but mysteriously still live at home yeah and also his <laughs> parents are now his parents are completely fucking different. like teenagers yeah. Again, still. George is pinching Lorraine's ass. Yeah. They're all, you know, different and whatnot. George <laughs> George wrote a novel, A Match Made in Space. Yeah. Yep. And Biff is waxing George's BMW in the driveway. Yep. Oh, how the table turns. F-turn? Turntables? Why does <laughs> the table turns? What are table turns? Oh, the how turn the turntables. Oh, the turntables have turned, making you bleed your own blood. By the Gen- way, how awkward is that, that the guy that tried to rape your mother is it's now- working like, for you? Your indentured <laughs> servant. That's for what it's worth. I mean, he's a little more flamboyant now. I think in yeah, his mannerisms and stuff like that. He's still a sexual predator, like hanging around your kids all day. But he's really excited about your book. He is. Yeah, that's true. He's real yeah. excited. Jennifer from earlier in the movie, she comes back and she's like, "Hey, Marty, you're like it's like you haven't seen me for a week." And he's like, "I haven't," but she doesn't question that, even though she probably saw him yesterday. And he's got the nice truck from the beginning, and he's like, oh, I sure. wish I had that truck. Anyway, Doc reemerges from the future, and he's like, we got to do something about your kids. And then they all pile into the DeLorean, and Marty's like, Doc, there's not enough road. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. There were an audiobook for this. I want Brian to read it. This is thrilling. And that's the movie. <laughs> the end. Back to the future. We are going further to the future. Back Daddy. to the future. We went back in time. We got to get back. Guys, I want to I want to say this. This is probably the best movie of all time. You ranked it fourth. Yep. I thought that was that's my, out of my that's out of my list of movies, my personal favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. This is probably the best movie of all time. All time. Yeah. It's very good. It's extraordinarily it's very good. good. I forget how good. good it is until I watch it every time. 
Every time I'm like, well, that's a good movie. And then I watch it, I'm like, God damn, that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It is a perfect screenplay, but I don't know if it's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. And I'll tell you why it's a perfect movie. It's because of cause and effect. Cause and effect. Okay. It matters through and through. Something has to happen for something else to happen in here. That's kind of a Steven Spielberg thing. You see it a lot in Raiders of the Lost Ark. But things happen that lead to other things happening. It's not foreshadowing so much for the sake of just, hey, here's a flyer that saved the clock tower. Right. She writes her number on the back of it because it plays into the story. She's at her grandma's, whatever it is. It comes back. Right. Things happen for a reason in this thing. There's nothing oh, I, in this movie that doesn't happen for no reason. Exactly. There's this no moment where you're like, air fucking tight. Oh, that was convenient. That never happens. Nothing. I agree. And that's why I say it's the perfect screenplay of all time because everything is so tight. It's compact. It's it's not that long of a movie. Like, what's the runtime on this thing? I have no idea because I didn't look at my watch ever in the billion times I've seen this Yeah, thing. I have no idea what the runtime is on it. You know, I'm curious. This is my first time actually looking to see what it is. But it's funny you call it the perfect screenplay because the University of Southern California Film School actually uses this in their writing class as an example of the perfect screenplay. Look at that. This movie is an hour 56 minutes long. It's an hour. That's fi- it. Hour fifty six. It's Pepsi that commercial. Long? Yeah. It does not feel like an hour and fifty six. It feels no. like a lot shorter than that. You're right. It's almost like you time traveled. Okay, I want to get into this. <laughs> time travel. Time travel. It's a lot like magnets. How, How do, do they, they work? work? <laughs> what are the rules for time travel it, that are set up in this movie? Because every movie that has time travel, it has the rules set up in a different way. What is the most perfect version of time travel? The most perfect Not even saying version. like scientifically what makes sense, but story-wise what makes sense. Okay. Hmm. Do you think this is it? No. No, I don't, because the whole the whole grandfather paradox thing... The fact that he went back in time and was actively making changes and wasn't immediately blipped out of existence doesn't sit well with me. So you're saying that you get blipped instantly, just gone. It, I mean, if you're changing mm. something. I think the bigger issue with your point is that he's the third kid. Does that mean that he has a longer time to get erased, I suppose? Because the Cause first kid more gets time the to get oldest, him back together. The oldest know. kid gets erased first, then the, the second kid, and then he's kind of fading. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand how any of that works. Maybe there's admittedly there's still a chance in the future that they'll get back together or they'll get together. So like the first kid might not happen, but they could still. I don't know. It's, it's tricky. <laughs> it's real tricky. I, well, we can all agree that it all takes place in one universe, right? There's no hopping from one different universe to another different universe in terms of different timelines, like some other Marvel movie that will not go named at this time. It's called Endgame, but yeah, I would say that. Yes, oh, I was thinking in, of Iron Man. You're right, an Iron Man. Oh, yeah, in Iron Man, when they go back in time. No, with this movie, is in this one, there is one timeline that goes forward. Yeah. In Back to the Future Part 2, the timeline does split because That's Doc Brown lets us know it does. He goes, right. Artie, here's a line! That's how it works. Right. Magic but Christopher Lloyd's doing lines. But. It splits, but it's still <laughs> one universe, right? Because the timeline splits in this one as well. The timeline doesn't so much split as it changes, as it alters in the future. Hmm. No, because no, 100% the, in, when incorrect. You go, what do you mean? When when he goes back to the past, he does things that change the future. Well, they yes. change but where for he who? ends up. They change, well, oh, God damn it. He they change conveniently going... where they end up because he still ends up with Jennifer. He's still, the only thing that changes is the decor of the house that they, they still live in the same the house. The same house. Even though yeah, you George is now, a... George has that big dick energy right. all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. The kids still live at home, but 
but they're wildly successful exactly but live at home how the oldest wears a suit in the middle gets fucked apparently by every guy named Craig or Greg or whatever she doesn't know which one it is living the life bro (laughs) that's it that's the goal and then he owns the car that he conveniently sees the beginning yeah I get it that's kind of just fairy tale tied all together All right. remember earlier when I said there's no there's nothing in the movie that's like oh that's convenient that's all pretty convenient that's all pretty convenient but I think it's fairy tale ending that's fair too Oh, it's absolutely because it, I mean, it, George and Lorraine could have fallen in love, and then decided like it's also know, kind of terrifying not to have kids. Why is it terrifying? Well, because now he's in this world and he has all these memories that are completely different from what actually happened. Well, that's the whole thing is that he gets to keep his memories, and that's kind of odd, mm, right? Because you, if you go into the past, the past becomes your present. You can't change your past. So let me ask you this: I look this up to find out what are the official rules of. This movie. Oh, okay. And along with finding the rules for this movie, I found the rules for a lot of other movies. Well, that's fun. That involve time travel. This one is the number one. Okay. That's listed here. So I guess it's kind of the most possible. The most searched for? Sure. (laughs) The most factually correct, yes. Right. So for Back to the Future 1985, the method is the DeLorean fitted with Doc Brown's flux capacitor. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if Iron Man, instead of putting the... The reactor in his chest, he put a flux capacitor. Had the three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Different oh movie. Oh, my God. I'm I would say better movie, I'm but very impossible. Interested. It's a, <laughs> I'll I would you. say I'll punch you I would say this. better movie, but it's impossible because it's the best movie better, of all time. Right. So the rules yeah. for that are <laughs> the rules for Back to the Future. This is from Digital Spy. Okay. The rules for the Back to the Future are you can travel to a specific date and time, but not space. If your flux thingy breaks, you'll need to find some lightning or... Other source of 1.21 gigawatts of power. 1.21 gigawatts! That. Mm-hmm. Don't ever bump into your past self. It'll cause problems. Right. Classic paradox. The timeline yeah. can be altered, but you'll travel back to an alternate present slash future. You can travel to the future, but as per the last point, anything you do in the past will change it anyway, so don't worry about it. It doesn't exist yet. Okay. If you change things, you'll keep all your previous memories and seemingly none from the new timeline, which is weird. Hmm. That makes me think that so it's new, a different, it's new, a branch reality. It must be a branch set if you put it that way, because new Marty should have a different set of memories right? based on his- Right. If it was the yeah. same timeline, he should, if he's still the same Marty. But would that mean that there's two different Martys? There would be if one of them didn't go back in time. No, you see, I disagree. I think it's all one. Ooh. That's it. It's I all don't, one person. There wasn't because we, no, actu- we actually saw that there wasn't there because was other Marty went back mall. in time. Other Marty's hanging out with Christopher Lloyd too. Right. So if he had changed things mm-hmm. enough yeah. that he never went back in time, there would be two Martys. So this Marty would not have the memories of this new reality, I guess, growing up. Right. So he would just- but be, I, That's interesting. I'm, I'm trying to relate it to Back to the Future 2 where he screws up the present- and he doesn't have any memories of that either. So in, in that movie, they show that diverging timeline of this is what was supposed to happen, and this is what happened. So when I say there's one Marty, I mean, technically, this guy can go back and back and back and back and back, and there could be like five Martys in a place, but it's one but, universal Marty. He's just at different points in time. But that's interesting because in Back to the Future Part 2, when he's yes. in the future, if you will, and Biff is whatever Biff is. All high and mighty. Right. President. Sure. Is he president? Marty's dead. He is. he is dead, yes. Because he goes to his own grave. Right. So 
I mean, that's two Martys. That's then. two Martys still technically. So there are there's always multiple Martys. Every universe, has, oh. every right. timeline has its Marty. So how does one? Shit, how man. do you visit different timelines then? If that's the case, if you can only drive in a linear way of forward or backwards, obviously you can't go to the divergent of all these things because you're creating that the divergent. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So I how guess. does that work? I don't know. I think hmm. I'm, I think you broke me with that question. I think I broke myself with that question. And yeah, well, but it makes it almost sound like it has the same rules as Endgame. Then, but Endgame sort of. Do you want to talk Endgame? Because this is going to be one of the first times we spoil Endgame ever. It's 2020. If you haven't seen it yet, yeah. you're not a fan. <laughs> Clearly, wait. <laughs> Endgame. Which one was? Is that the one with uh, Endgame? Is Bill the one Murray's with no? It's with uh, it's with Tony Stark and the kid. Oh, um, when he's not in the suit oh. ever, and it's not a bad movie. Iron Man Three is not a bad movie. Iron Man Three is not a bad movie. Not Shane Black's close. a gift. He's great. I'm sorry. Iron Man 2 is not a bad movie? Iron Man 3. Iron Man 2 is not a bad movie. Either. Iron Man 2 is oh. fine. It's a workhorse. It is, it's a universe builder. So in Endgame, where mm-hmm. do you want to begin with that? If Iron Man fucking dies. Thing. Obviously, we haven't talked about Endgame yet. <laughs> just want to throw it out there. Let's spoil it right now. Iron Man dead. All right. So, so that's out there. And now so, we'll give you your spoiler. Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man and Ebert are both giving the same number of reviews in 2020, which is zero. Hope isn't No, hold on. No, For because... what it's worth, because isn't Endgame taking place even farther in the future, 2023? Yes. So Tony oh. Stark could technically be on that keyboard typing with his now living That's right. Fingers. Iron Man is alive until 2023. Right. Just so, giving like bad reviews of X-Men movies? We all are. But <laughs> uh, with Endgame, where do you want to begin with time travel issues? We're going to get into this in more detail when we talk about Endgame, if there is a possible way to get into it more. But because uh, it's important. Know. We're talking time travel. Right. Yeah. I was a little drunk when I saw Endgame, but I kind of remember. You had three and a half hours. How'd you not sober up at all? Well, you got to bring like drinks with you into the theater, Dave. One of those. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I started it with Iron Man. That's why that movie's so good. You're just poking a bear right now. I don't appreciate it. That's you. That's a Wookiee. That's nothing. Wookiee's kind of like a bear. Sure. So. In but there's like parallel, yeah. there's parallel universes in Endgame, right? Like that's where those timelines are coming from. The timelines in Endgame are divergent from the main timeline when they remove an Infinity Stone. Correct. But then how do they end up getting back to the single timeline without altering? Do they alter different timelines or do they alter the timeline that they're living in? I think they're all springing from the timeline they live in. So you're saying that there's different... And like, once they remove yeah. the stone is when it goes divergent. Okay, so once they remove the stone that goes divergent, they're able to come back to the appropriate timeline then, because that is a shitload of control. Oh, that's a good question. To go back to return the stone, you'd have to do it in, are you, the, in the divergent timeline. But are you saying? I don't know that. They, now, here's the thing: Are you saying to return the stone? Are you talking Steve Rogers? Because that's one of my biggest issues with the entirety of Endgame. Yeah, I'm the talking Steve Ro- okay. The Steve Rogers. So the Steve Rogers the issue we talked we hinted at it in our Winter Soldier episode yeah. of Magnets. How, How do does they it work? work? Yeah. <laughs> How does any of that work with Steve Rogers in the Endgame when he goes, I'm going to return these stones, and he comes back and he's just sitting there on a bench all old and stuff? Well, he could have come back earlier or something other than he didn't have to return to the platform. I understand that. So there's a Mashable article that I have up right now yeah. that kind of talks about this, and the Steve Rogers problem is a major one. How you have a guy who goes back in time and he wants and he lives out his life with Peggy. Yes. Peggy had a husband and kids. Right. Who we she never named in Winter Soldier. Right. It could presumably be Steve Rogers. Could, presumably. But Steve Rogers is also frozen in ice at this time. Are there two Captain Americas living 
at that moment. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this Steve Rogers now an old man sitting on a bench. Yeah. Which Captain America does it? That's a trick question because it has to be the one who lived his life. Right. At that point. Yes. Does that mean there's a young Captain America in an alternate timeline or not? Because it doesn't make any sense because that Captain America wouldn't would cease to be in the new timeline leading up to it. And how did this? What do you mean he would cease to be? There's no reason for him to cease to be. If if the if the main if the main Steve Rogers is living his life in hiding, there's no reason for the other Captain America to even know he exists and just goes about his time. Okay, so that's fine and all. So you're saying that this Captain America, the one who comes out of being frozen, is yeah. constantly going to go back in time and live his life with Peggy for eternity. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think it It he has to in order for old Steve Rogers to end up on this bench. No, at he this doesn't. Time. He doesn't. Why? Because after Steve Rogers has lived his life in the alternate timeline, he can go back to the original timeline. All he needs is pin particles. But which, where's he going to get in? Which he had plenty of when he left to return the stones. I understand. It's not like, uh, I forgot more plutonium, blah, 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 blah. Is He had plenty of it, but how many times can you actually live that that life then, if that's the case? Unless you keep going back to steal more pin particles. Which he just once. He only did it once. But how many pin particles do you actually have in order to live this life I don't know, for you, infinity, I guess? He had- don't, what do you mean Don't infinity? You only the, the How many times can he pull this off? Once. That's all he had to do it. One time. Yeah, I, I think what you're getting confused with is, is it, it keeps on, time keeps on looping over and over again. That's I what think. I'm suggesting is that time keeps on looping. Yes. But then we're going nowhere. There is no future then at that point. Well, there's, I mean, the future is, for Steve Rogers is like. Steve Rogers is literally locked in a time loop then. How? No, he's not. The way that no 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 because what happens is okay so Steve Rogers he uh, he he beats the, the 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 fake Nazis whatever they're called and then he gets frozen in time and then he gets thawed out for whatever and then he goes on all of his great adventures and whatnot and then once Endgame is over he makes the decision to go back and then he lives basically he, he lives his life while he's frozen and then he miraculously or coincidentally, whatever it is, shows up at that same exact moment, and then he walks away and presumably dies somewhere. I don't know where. No, I understand that one, but yeah. then there's also still a young Steve Rogers, yeah. if you're going off frozen. Of sure. But he's not frozen because they have to get him out in order for the events of Endgame and Infinity War and everything else yeah. coming before it to take so place. So there's two yeah. Steve Rogerses then. Right. There's the old one and the new one. But then what and the hell the is Falcon one... talking about saying, like, oh, they give him the shield. They pass the, the mantle. Well, because he's too yeah. old to fight now. Because he's an old guy. I get that, but then you're saying there's another Steve Rogers. There's still another Captain but he's, America. But he's in the other universe. Why would he be in the other universe? Because that's the universe he was in, the frozen one. The frozen, just because you're frozen, I mean, you're in another universe. He's still within the same universe. No, he's in a different timeline. What timeline are you talking about? The then? timeline where Steve changed, the, the timeline Steve changed to go live with Peggy. I yeah, So he's a lot. So No, because we've agreed that there's two Captain Americas at that point. In that timeline. Yeah, so it, let's let's correct. Make it, let's, so one's going to get this... unfrozen still. Yes. Yes. Th- let's therefore, make this there's two living Captain Americas that are yes. out and about in the world. Yes. So yeah, what one happens young, to the young, the young Steve Rogers? He, he goes back in time. Or he doesn't. It doesn't matter what the other one does. He just lives his life. He... But that means you're suggesting that this new ca- this new Steve Rogers, the young yeah. one, not the old one, mm-hmm. who has just gotten unfrozen, had to go through, had to... What is this? What is he, he doing? He gets unfrozen. He gets unfrozen. He goes through the events of the Avengers, through the events of uh, Winter Soldier. Sure. He does all the stuff, and then maybe he goes back in time. Maybe he doesn't. It doesn't matter. Which creates an infinite a- time loop. Maybe. Maybe not. You see, I don't see it as an infinite time loop. I don't. It has to be, because there's always going to be two that exist in the same timeline, then. 
because yeah, now but, we're on one timeline. Yeah, at oh, that okay. point, in in the diver- starting with the divergent timeline, not starting with the main timeline. The main timeline still only has one Captain Rogers in it. That's the part I don't buy. This is uh, let's let's break it down like this because I think this will be easier. Well, to comprehend. I know, but I think you're saying that there's a few minute gap where it's basically just an old Steve Rogers with a walker walking to a bench, going, <laughs> "Wait for the young one to get into the to go back in time. <laughs> Sit down now. Look, yeah, and look, just wait." Yeah, Joe Biden. Whatever. <laughs> right. The, the Joe Biden lookalike. This is let's break it down like this. All right. So we go back to nineteen we'll say Captain America gets frozen in nineteen. Goes back to nineteen fifty five. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, no, he gets frozen in nineteen forty five. Let's just say that, right? Nineteen forty five, Captain America's frozen. Yes. Let's take it decade by decade. So nineteen forty five, there's one Captain America, he's frozen. Let's jump ten years later, nineteen fifty five. There's a Captain America that's frozen, and then another Captain America that's with Peggy. We have two Captain Americas. There's yes. two Captain Americas in the same universe. And then yes. 1965, two Captain Americas. One frozen, one with Peggy. 1975, right. same deal. 1985, 95. Yes. Then we'll say 2005, because I don't know what the hell the year is. 2005. I, got, I, I can take it from here. Uh, yeah. In 2014, Peggy dies, at which point Steve Rogers has no reason to stay in the Divergent timeline anymore. He can go back to the main timeline. And live out an old man in the main oh, timeline. Oh, okay. That's where I was disagreeing. I so you're saying he, he would the... come back to the timeline? Yeah. I thought he was in the regular timeline. Just for timeline. whatever reason. Well, I mean, it's it's where he's from. He's got to give the shield to, to Sam but eventually. But it's barely, it's where he's from originally, but he just lived the last 60 years in a different timeline. You think that would be home at that point? Yeah, but that timeline already has a, a Captain America. He doesn't, and he's oh, an old man. Oh, this is stupid. This is all stupid He's an now. old man, and Peggy is dead. Why does he have to Now, stay? this would all be convenient. He's already this lived This is that. not part of Back to the Future because there's convenience involved. I don't know. If, okay. You see, I was misunderstanding the whole thing. I thought that I thought Captain America was in the main timeline when he was reliving his life. I did no, too. No, because you can't go back in the main timeline. You have to be able to go back in the main timeline. You have to be able to uh, live through all these events. All right, on my team, okay. Dave. This is stupid now. No, because it creates a. I have a bigger question. It creates a I divergent a, timeline. So my issue with this whole thing is that Brian right now is wearing a Marvel hat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, what a fanboy! Legitimately. It says not Marvel even, across that hat. Just not even real too. cinema. Here's my bigger question. <laughs> Captain America can age? Because I thought he was like a super soldier. Well, Bucky can't age. We know that, but... Yeah, so why is Captain America aging? You would think he would be like a just young-looking, handsome Chris Evans his entire life. He's Chris Evans, right? I get my Chris's confused. No, you, it's you confusing it. sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I always get, yeah, I get Chris Evans and Chris Farley confused all the time. So it's Chris <laughs> Evans, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it is. Chris Evans lives in a, in a van down by the river. Right. <laughs> there we go. Fat guy in a little coat. Yeah. Wait. Um, so <laughs> No, that's is... Hemsworth. Shut up, Richard. Uh, what about Chris Pratt? Is he the one that was in Ghostbusters? Other issues with that movie are the Gamora problem. What's, What's the, problem? the Gamora problem? We don't know yet. But there might be a problem we don't know yet. She's, she's uh, there from 2012. Right. But there's the question of, I guess, memories or whatever, how it all plays out. The nebula problem. She kills her past self. How does the current self exist then? It's from a different time. As you're going to say, an alternate timeline, that's a very convenient way of just arguing anything with this. Just by saying it's different timelines. And then the Loki problem, which is a TV day. Jimmy does come from another timeline, though. Oh, we. It sort of does, but even if it's from a different timeline, then there should still be a past thing where someone ceases to be. Not if. No, because you can't change your past. Your past is your future, is your present. No. If you Time stumble any harder, 
<laughs> yeah, the Loki me, problem. The Loki problem openly says that there is some sort of MCU universe yes. where Loki wins. Oh, I there has to that I buy that. So, let, let me, me ask you this then. Yeah. All right. So, what makes more sense: the Back to the Future time travel paradigm or the End Game paradigm? Because I'm leaning towards Back to the Future. I agree. Because I, I think it's simpler. I don't think there's Ryan? 22 movies leading up oh, to it or whatever. Because everybody knows time travel is simple. It is simple. That's why it's been invented and exists and well, is let real. Well, let me tell you another movie that didn't get it right. It's called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where their method is a phone booth with a dial pad. Yep. They can travel to a specific date and time and space wherever and whenever they want. Chewing gum and tins of chocolate pudding can fix the antenna if it breaks, which is good. No matter what changes you make in the past, it seems to make no difference in the present. Okay. You can also travel to the future, where life is much, much better. They have many excellent water slides and your famous musicians. <laughs> you can instruct your future self to do things back in the present, and hey, presto, it's done. When he hides the, uh, his dad's keys. Yeah, but that's, that's definitely a problem. <laughs> yeah, though they gave this one actually. Uh, they gave Back to the Future four out of five gigawatts. Okay. That's how they judge it. And they gave this one two out of five. That seems gigawatts. like a biased scale already. Uh, uh, you think? Yes. <laughs> Wait, four out, four out of five what? Gigawatts. One point gigawatts. Gigawatts. Yeah, this, this came out in 2016, so Endgame's not even on this yet. Oh, okay. okay, that makes sense. I guess what I'm getting at, there's no perfect way to go uh, about mean, time travel, obviously. Oh, dis- dis- right. what disagree. Make, I guess what we're arguing is what makes the most sense. Disagree. I would say there is one perfect or a lot, handling was, of time travel. And it is? I don't know. I know you guys Doctor Who. don't Doctor know what Who. that is. There we go. Thank okay. you very so doc, much. Uh, Doctor Who makes flawless sense. Go on. Don't it's need all to read that article. Wibbly just, wobbly. Yeah. Timey wimey. Timey wimey. I guess it is because you just don't question it because it's just. If you start questioning yeah. it, the whole show unravels. That's yeah, completely. No, 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 no. It makes perfect sense. But that was certain... the first thing that people questioned about Endgame was like, what? How does this work? I know. And sometimes, and this is not going to be the That's popular American answer. American fanboys versus British fanboys, maybe. I know. Yes. <laughs> sometimes you just got to shut your brain off and just... Enjoy? Enjoy it. But did they talk about another time-traveling movie there? I'm going to hopefully... You're going to pick up the, uh, the, the the noise from the uh, microphone here. Terminator! Ah. They sure did talk about Terminator. It is number three on the list, the whole series. Ooh. Their rules are, you must be covered in organic material, but any clothes or weapons you're carrying will be destroyed, so don't be too shy. No matter what you do, you won't ever change anything. Everything is in a predestined time loop. You'll end up fathering the bloke who sent you back in the first place, whether you want to or not. However, even if you do manage to find a way to change things, the apocalypse will eventually occur anyway. A bit like Final Destination. The world will still come to an end. You just delayed it, so you might as well leave it. That's grim. It is grim. Yeah, also gave it three out of five depressing. gigawatts, so it's not Honestly, crazy. it's yeah, it it makes sense. Now I know this has nothing to do with the time travel conversation. Sure. Did you guys see the clip of the HD version of Terminator with Arnold walking naked? I have not. No. Okay. Because no, on the HD version <laughs> all right, let's 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 back this up. I didn't seek it out, it found me. Okay. <laughs> And Life, uh, on his HD version, you can actually see Arnold's dog no just flapping with each step. It is, uh, it's a GIF that's like seven seconds long, and I watched it probably 17 times in a row. All right. There you have it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, n- and then he fucked a pine tree. Th- that's yeah. right. That's absolutely right. That all checks out. 
I feel like we had to talk about Arnold's dong for just a little bit. Speaking of dongs, Roger Ebert did see this movie. Oh, ooh, great transition. Thank great. you. Are you calling Roger Ebert a dong? Nope. Okay. Just us for reading him every week. He gave this thing 3.5 stars out of four. Okay. Wasn't perfect to him. It's very Too good, low. though. Yeah, I kind of picked one out in the middle for him on this one after reading the review. He says, Back to the Future was directed by Robert Zemeckis, who shows not only a fine comic touch, but also some of the lighthearted humanism of a Frank Capra. The movie, in fact, resembles Capra's It's a Wonderful Life more than other conventional time travel movies. It's about a character who begins with one view of his life and reality and is allowed, through magical intervention, to discover another. Yeah. That's yeah, a, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to say it's magical, magical it's intervention. scientific. It's, yeah. You it said, all adds up. Yeah, I, I guess so. So you have it. So the, yeah, Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. He's being vague. Do you believe in <laughs> magic? Roger Ebert does. <laughs> I suppose that's true. <laughs> How about we do some not so super stuff? Let's give this thing a not so super score. Fire away. Story of my life. <laughs> not so super. We introduced the not so super stuff last week, but just to recap, we changed some categories here, and we're just, let's just get into it. Setting. It's Hill Valley. Hill Valley. It's I love one. it. It's uh, a one. Throughout the years. Yeah, you get to see it old, you get to see it new, you get to see it broken down, you get to see it still broken down. Still broken down. One, a little more broken still. down. Right. Yeah, it's a 100% a one. They, they, just the, the, the urban planning background of that, too, where it goes from a suburbanized community to a farmland community. I, it, when, you know, Marty hits the pine, the, mall, the, the, the name of the mall changes from two pine to one pine it, or whatever the hell it is. Lone pine. It, Lone pine. Yeah. Lone pine. Thank Twin you. pine. 100% a one. Pine. Absolutely one. Yeah, it's a one. Style and tone. One. This thing one. is fantastic with the style and tone, the way it pulls it all off. It's <sighs> so 80s and it's so 50s. It, the thing you I, really get encapsulated. The thing I love about the 50s about it is it's the 80s view of the 50s. It's great, It's a it? time capsule within a time capsule. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. That wow. is a Good one. Good way to put it. I want a one. Protagonist. It's Marty. It's Marty. He's pretty great. He's pretty great. He does make a plan to... Fuck his mom. Yeah. He's going to, well, yeah. Do yeah. some bad things to his mom. Yeah, but it's also, it's for a good cause. Can't overlook that. Okay. It's it's for a good, it's it's self-preservation. He's going to. That's important, Fuck though. his mom so he doesn't blip out of existence. Do you, do you know a better hero? Because I don't know one. If that's the case, if that's. I yeah. mean. <laughs> You're talking about me. Darwinism here, and he went. I know what I need to do. Um, we're talking Oedipus kind of stuff, but right. I'm still gonna go one. I don't think it's a one. Marty McFly, you're saying is not a one. I think he might be a Marty McFly. Realizes that he completely fucked up everything at the beginning of this when he goes back to 955 and he goes, "All right, so my mom wants me. This yep. is a problem." He goes to Doc Brown and they devise a plan. He has to convince his mom to get with his dad. Right, and to do that. He's going to... Admittedly, it's not the best plan, but it works, which is the thing. But oh, it doesn't work, It though. works better the because... The only reason now it works story, is because Biff, Biff shows up. Because Biff's a creep. But I would say it works better because Biff is the is the wild card. But you can't plan for that. that it's a wild card, Brian. He cut the break line. No, no, it didn't it fail. Means his, yes, it absolutely did because he's like, I'm going to take advantage of my mom. And his mom was like, bring it on, No, son. the plan still worked exactly the same way. If anything, it, got, it made George's story arc go even better. Because now George is confident he's not just a little wiener man. Yeah, but he ended up changing his entire... He changed everything. For the better. One. Two, two TBD. What do you, you mean TBD? What? It is for the better TBD. at the end of this movie. You can't go for the trilogy here. It's for the for this movie. He changed it for the better. Everything worked out and got better because okay. of what he did. No, because I'm, of what I'm, Biff did. 
Yeah, but I'm Biff gonna... was also the dick at the beginning. Of the Biff was the wild card that you can't plan for, and it worked out really well. Yeah, okay. For the uh, whole McFly clan. If the wild card is what determines it, your plan was shit. No, because okay. the plan was going according to plan until Biff's No, it in. wasn't. It went better for it George's It wasn't arc. going according to plan, though, because he was going to rape his mom, but she wanted it, so it wasn't going to work. Whoa, whoa. Rape is a harsh word here, okay? <laughs> rape is a harsh word. That's exactly okay. what happened, though. He You're was, right, but it's a harsh word. It is it's a, a harsh, harsh word. word. It's a harsh I am word. Going to, I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. The reason I'm leaning towards one is this, and hear me out here. Marty came up with a plan. If the plan worked... His dad would have gotten with his mother, and everything would have been great. But the plan didn't it would have been the same. It would have been the, the same, if the, arguably. It would have been the same if it all worked. If the plan failed, Marty would have achieved coitus with his own mother and would have became his own father, <laughs> and it would have worked out. It's a no, one. And it's he would have been 30 plan. years older. But here's the thing is that well, you know, if the plan it's... worked, if the plan worked, he would have been in the same position he was in in his 1985, where his mom is just pop and like sure. crazy. Yeah. But because the, the wild card stepped in, it made the plan even better because that made the, a real wet mom. The thing about a wild card is it could have not stepped in, in which case his plan failed. It did not fail. It, it would escalated. Have. It escalated, but, Brian. No, you're not. You are fanboying so hard right now that you can't even hear you're what I'm saying. You're wearing a Marvel hat. I don't have a Back to the Future hat on right now. Okay, let's calm this down. I have, I have purple Calvin Klein underwear on. Yeah, but I still. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like my parents are fighting right now. All right, so so you want to uh, fuck one of us in order to I make your timeline right again? <laughs> maybe maybe both of you. He's um, the wild card, though. So <laughs> his plan will okay. work either way. No, you know what? For the sake of moving on, point seven five. Thank you. All right, antagonist. Biff is no. I think time is the antagonist. I think you're oh, right. Ooh, I think time it could is be both of them. Or lightning, or something. Either way, it's a one because there's a shitload of tension throughout this entire there's thing. A lot there's of a tension. lot of stakes involved, including self-preservation. I'm gonna go one. One. Of course you are. You're you're never gonna say anything less than one for this movie. Give it a second. Female characters. Point two five. How? Zero. How are you giving it a point two five? Because the mom wants to fuck the son. It's zero. It's thank you, Dave. A zero. It's a zero. It's a zero. I the tried. Only... I tried to play dumb, and it did not work. <laughs> no, the only, the only, the only character development of this uh, woman in this movie is two guys trying to trick her into fucking one of them. That's You're right. Higher. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I a, tried it's to zero. get away with the point two five. It did not work. Admittedly. It's a zero. It, it might even be a negative point two five. It is not. It is a zero. It could be. But it no. is a zero. Story motivation. It's a one. This is perfect. It is. It is everything about it is perfect. perfect story. story. Motivation, motivation is, is spot perfect. on. Yeah, you're right. That is 100 percent a one. Music two. That's what I thought you were uh-huh. going to say. <laughs> Alan Silvestri. Wow. Alan I Silvestri. apologize. I apologize. Alan fucking, fucking Silvestri. There it is. I want to go on record. This is the best musical score ever written for a movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's extremely good. It's so good. I it previously is, said that John Williams Superman is my favorite, and I think I'm going to fully take it back. That's I think fair. it's probably number two. That's fair. This is a this is perfect, phenomenal, and not just the score, but the opening song, "The Power of Love," just sets this. Huey Lewis, movie man, gets motion. the right. Huey fucking Lewis. Huey, sorry, Huey yes. fucking Lewis, and the fucking news. Two point five. No, we can't do that. Two. Yeah. Two seems appropriate. Uh, two is good. Two. Here's what's a sidebar question, is- though. What movie uses Huey Lewis and News better, this or American Psycho? This. Ooh, it's close, but it's, it's this. this. If we're talking about American Psycho, Psycho, I'd say American Psycho. But this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's amazing that they don't even play any of Sylvester's score until 18 minutes into the movie. Fine. 
And then when, wow. Save once, it. Once they unveil the, the DeLorean. That's and it hits. Oh. It is and amazing. It hits. So good. So good. Impact on the industry. I don't know how you don't Probably go with two a one. No. I'm not allowed to go with a two, apparently, according to Brian's rules, because he only <laughs> wants to give up one two. But you know what? I'll go two. Talk me down. How, Talk me down. I how can't. dare I think, you. <laughs> how I dare you put two. me in that position? Uh, First off, it's treated as the perfect screenplay, as Brian had attested to. It's, that's it, true. The screenplay is taught. That's why we gave it it's, a one for story motivation. You're right, but it, it's still yep. the impact on the industry. It's still getting taught in order to teach the future industry. Yeah, that's true. It, which it makes the impact probably even larger. It's still being taught. It spawned two sequels, which, by the way, were both filmed at the same time because this movie was so successful. And this movie is still referenced in pop culture to this day. I don't know if you guys watch Mr. Robot in USA, but Back to the Future was a pivotal plot point in one of the episodes. I it, remember it, when Remy Malik went to go bone his mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he, he put in the fake teeth. Right. And, uh, yeah. Right. And he sang songs and got AIDS. That's the one. I remember that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Wild show. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you say this isn't a two. I mean, it, sp- it spawned its own universal, you know, theme park ride it's it's a 2.0 it's still to this day one of the most popular movies of all time yeah it's a two god damn it i hate hate giving more than one well you're gonna get real upset in a second director it's perfect i'm gonna go one because brian won't let me go higher robert zemeckis pulls off a magic trick with this movie he does yeah it's incredible he crushes it yeah, the reason it doesn't go higher is because he had some lousy movies. Nope the reason so. the reason why it doesn't go higher is because one liners is coming up. Go ahead, Bri. One liners. Two. Two. This is one of the most quotable movies of all time. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Okay. You're you build a time me, machine you... out of a DeLorean. When we hit eighty-eight miles per hour, you're going to see some serious, serious shit. shit. This is one yeah. of the most quotable movies of all time, Brian. One point twenty-one gigawatts. A bolt of lightning. Marty. This is a two. This is a legitimate two. This thing is going to not even break the scale. It's going to decimate the scale. Okay. So the point that we're going to need a Thanos snap in order to get this thing back down to earth. Here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to grant you your two, but you are never allowed to call me a fanboy ever again. Go ahead. Because holy fuck. That's totally fine. I just, I know the thing is that I don't think I'm even fanboying. I'm being realistic about this thing is that this is such a huge movie in the history of cinema. Yeah. That. Whatever number you have in front of you right now is completely warranted. I I don't think it's unwarranted, actually. So, therefore, I'm not a fanboy. I'm completely they, right in this. No, you're still I am you're fanboying. Still, you're still I fanboying. Am, but the fact is, is that it's not unwarranted. Therefore, what do you got? Back to the Future's not-so-super-stuff score is going to be an 11.75. So, it just looked at the Avengers and said, Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I if think you're trying to rile me is... up, <laughs> <laughs> you can honestly, say that. I think an 11.75 is a little low. I agree. I was, on a scale is... of 1 to 10, you think an 11.75 <laughs> is low. What do you guys give Sh- uh, Shazam again? An 8. Yeah, this is too low. A spoiler-free 8, we should say. It's important. <laughs> that is true. Because yeah. it probably would have been higher. <laughs> it is higher. Brian's admitted that it should have been higher. I have admitted that it should have been That he went a little light on the one-liners. That's true. Yeah. This is this one of the most is... perfect movies ever made. It, it, it well again. This movie has problems. Obviously, it's very <laughs> I don't want to say incest reliant, but it is. There's no positive women characters in this movie. But you know, if you appreciate this movie for what it is, and you have to acknowledge that a perfect movie doesn't need to be quote unquote perfect to every extent. Right. This is it. This is this is you know your prototypical blockbuster. 
This is the gold standard. I would say it's from Temple of Blockbuster because Jaws and Star Wars exist. But yeah, I would say that if, <laughs> if this movie were a Christmas carol and Tiny Tim was out there and incest was his crutch, then yes. <laughs> then God bless us, everyone. <laughs> everyone. I would say still was, I mean, and I'm not trying to just be argumentative here, but was Star uh, was Star Wars necessarily in the blockbuster phase or was that kind of predating that? Because when I think blockbuster it phase- It started the blockbuster. No, that's not true. It actually came second because Jaws started the blockbuster right. phase. And Jaws then, you did. But when I think blockbuster, two movies come to mind. It's Back to the Future and Jurassic Park. Those to me are the two quintessential- you're, oh, you are movies. 15 years I too did, late then. I did rent both of those from Blockbuster, so there you, you could go. be onto something. Yep, and Robin Hood the cartoon, not the live action with the right. with Kevin Costner. Right. Um, <laughs> I got so caught good. up in the second two, and then eventually the third one, that I didn't even mention that impact on the industry. Uh, in December of 2007, Back to the Future was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation of the National Film Registry as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. All right, so three. Let's up it even more. Three. <laughs> we've, we've never and will never give a three. We're not allowed. We're not 2. legally allowed. 2.5. So that's our review of this movie. If you want to review our podcast, you can do that on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a subscribe. Click that little subscribe button because that, that's nice of you to do. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kate Podcasters. And if you have any questions or comments or, you know, long diatribes like the Ginger Skull usually sends us, you can send <laughs> them to straight. katepodcasters at gmail.com. And don't forget to keep listening. Show. Yeah, don't forget to keep listening. The end of every episode. Got post credits, every single one. All the time. Every one. Every time. Brian, what are we talking about next week? It's next your pick. Week, my pick. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna leave 1985 for a little while. Briefly. I hope that's okay with you. If you're comfortable with it, we just left it for a while. Actually, went to 1955, but that's fine. That's that's true. That's true. Okay, we're gonna be talking about Avatar, Last Airbender, no nope. M Night Shyamalan, nope, <laughs> Jimmy Camry's, <laughs> you know, like the Toyota, Jimmy Camry's <laughs> Avatar, Jimmy Camry. Oh, is that the one with the uh, the blue cat who kind of banged through their hair? Yep, that's the one. Yes. Can't wait. Hair you guys are doing that movie? Cats. We sure are. Like, willingly? Brian's never like, seen it. I've never seen it, so it's- Oh, uh, okay. I saw that movie. I want to see and, what all uh, this hubbub's about. Yeah. I'll tell you this. If you were to put a gun to my head and ask me to name one character from that movie, <laughs> you would have a dead ginger skull in your hand. I, I, well, now yeah. we know how to defeat him. We do. We oh. just have to name <laughs> That's it. You figured it out. Uh, how dare you? Ginger Skull himself, Dave Novak. Thank you for, for being here, bud. Thanks Guys, for coming this on, was bud. a pleasure. Thanks for talking time travel and nonsense. Yeah, thanks for uh, backing up Dave and his obscene super score. I appreciate listen, it. I hey, appreciate listen, all the I was, I was fair and I was balanced. I give a zero for women, but this is it should be better than Endgame. Well, if we ever review it should Endgame. Not, we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> it should not. Oh, wait, wait. What, what was the highest one that you guys had? Uh, the Avengers. Avengers. All right, Avengers. it should be better than the Avengers. It should not be better than Iron Man. God damn it. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I didn't say it. We'll see you next week for Avatar. Same pod time. Same pod morning. the future. Dave, what do you think happens post-credits?
All right. So post credits, you have Marty and Doc and and uh, whatever the hell her name is. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer. 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 Yeah, played by Claudia Wells. So Jennifer goes to the future, and that just leaves. George and Lorraine by themselves to discuss things, and George leans over to Lorraine and he goes, "You know, honey, Marty, Marty looks like somebody, doesn't? Doesn't he?" <laughs> Lorraine goes, I, "I don't know what you're talking about." And George goes, "Don't, don't, don't lie to me, honey. He looks a lot like Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen him recently?" And Lorraine's like, I don't know. She's like, fucking stop lying to me, Lorraine. Where were you 18 years ago? He's the spitting image. And Lorraine's like, listen, I don't know what you're talking about. You're the only one. And uh, Crispin Glover, George McFly, is like, stop lying to me. I will bring Biff in here, and I swear to God, he will do whatever I say. He will bury you in a fucking farm. He's called Mister. And Lorraine's like, I want you to stop lying to me and yelling at me. And George goes, stop I, I fucking those aliens. I wish they never told me to marry you. And Lorraine goes, what? <laughs> aliens? What are you talking about, aliens? And George goes, yeah, the only reason I got together with you is because aliens, Darth Vader from Vulcan came to me. And Lorraine goes, that doesn't make any sense. Darth Vader and the Vulcans exist in two different universes. Stop this. 